0: off your device. That's soberlink.com forward slash T a M and let accountability be your guide. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the addicted mind podcast. My name is Dwayne Osterland and I'm your host and we are on to the next episode Today, my guest is the dynamic keynote speaker, author, coach, humanitarian, Ron Kardashian. He's going to talk about his book, The 30-Second Solution. Enjoyed talking with Ron about his own story, but really about how we can make small micro changes in our life to change our brain and change our life and live the life we want, that we can change that narrative. And in changing that narrative and that belief system, we can change our life. Very passionate speaker, direct to the point, loved our conversation. It was very inspiring to me. So I hope that you enjoy it. And if you're enjoying the Addicted Mind podcast, don't forget, rate and review us in iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, and maybe even share the podcast with a friend. Really appreciate it. And for all of you who have done that, thank you so much. All right, everyone, let's go ahead and start this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Addicted Mind podcast. I have a wonderful guest today. His name is Ron Kardashians, and his book is the 30 Second Solution Book. And we're gonna talk about what that means, 30 seconds, right? But we're also gonna talk about brain science. We're gonna talk about how we can make these changes that we need to make in our life to live our best life. So Ron, you wanna introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thanks Dwayne for having me on. I am an executive coach, uh, have been for 25 years. Uh, My early career started as a national strength and conditioning specialist where I was based, which is a fancy word for personal trainer, where I dove deep into, you know, the biology of the human body. Kinesiology was my word of choice, which is basically the study of human movement. And uh, I just fell in love with health and fitness ever since I was a young boy. I was very sick as a child, which was the motivator to go into healthcare or into some type of health field. And I was a lover of the NFL and the NBA. I played sports all the way through high school and it landed me, my own private practice in California where I had made it to the NFL by the time I was 25. Wow. Yeah. And it was really, really cool, man. I mean, you know, a young guy, you know, around these pro athletes, I found something very powerful that completely changed my life as I was consulting A gentleman from the san francisco 49ers and uh, making a long story short he had no disciplines fiscal disciplines you know he had physical discipline right he's making a lot of money because of his human performance abilities but he looked at me one day and just asked me for help and i thought how could i possibly help this guy i've got no money and he's asking me for help and what it began was this in-depth study on human behavior and human performance from a mental standpoint. And well, that launched my career as a as an executive coach now for the last 20 years.
0: And I would imagine if you're in the NFL, you have to have some discipline to get yeah. there and yeah. to train and to get your body to that expertise, that level of expertise. Yes. And, I, and I'd also imagine... That's only one part of us, right? There's these other parts of us that also
1: need help. Absolutely. And sure enough, he did. And he laughed at the fact that I had made a suggestion to, you know, uh, let's cut back on spending money on Gucci bags, you know. And by the end of the year, he had saved $24,000 and thought that was the best thing in the world. but. Of course, wow. right? It became a little joke to where then it moved into coaching business leaders, ecumenical leaders, heads of government, heads of state. And then, as we unpacked human behavior, you find the underlying root cause connected to traumas people go through right predispositions of guilt and shame they carry for executive decisions that they've made family decisions personal decisions and then the drug of choice is birthed because they're trying to learn coping mechanisms to smother these feelings and these behaviors so it opened up this whole other world into cognitive development where personally i suffered my own addictions and so it was a double marriage if you will yeah right my quest to be healed my quest to become a practitioner and then my quest to help other people yeah, i think as we get into this
0: this work we have our own journey there that you know we're in our own pain we're we're in some ways it's easier to help others yes and sometimes in that helping others we're
1: discovering ourselves yes Yes, 100%. I think the path of self-discovery is the epitome of the human soul in that we are on a personal quest to become better me's. And I think once you, you develop that perspective, you move into a dynamic field called personal development. And, right. you know, this is a $60 billion industry that we're in, and I found something very powerful, Dwayne, that... The most, the most interesting people, the most wealthy people, and the most successful people I have found all have personal development as a core value. It's been the congruent theme of assessing hundreds of brains that we do now and understanding EQ analytics, not just IQ, but talk. let's talk about your emotional intelligence, which is governing these behaviors that ultimately bring change.
0: Right so successful people their core value
1: is working on themselves. Yes sir most definitely. It's been the congruent theme that I've noticed. They have a value system that says I need to read more, I need to explore more, I need to get wise counsel. I need to they they surround themselves with a multitude of counsel. I'm just one in the attaché case of these mega mega successful people that know that they need accountability right and i think this has been my own personal journey of freedom was the most beautiful thing that happened in my life was i found good mentors good coaches people will often complain i can't trust anybody of course this is the side effect of a traumatized person is that you become very reclusive, right? You pull back. Shame wants to hide us in general. So then to expose your demons, to expose your trauma, is a very, very difficult thing to do. I have found great comfort in knowing that if you can't find somebody that you trust, you can hire someone to trust. Yeah, yeah, I think that's an important point. Right? I mean, like you, Dwayne, in your work, that I can hire somebody like you to walk me through a catastrophic event or something minor even just to get to the next level. Doesn't doesn't have to have any degree of scale, but that I can trust in your expertise as a professional not to get emotional with me, but to be very systematic, scientific, and logical.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you bring up such an important point because there's this dilemma when we have trauma you know that does impact our ability to connect with others and if we can't connect with others then we can't get help and support yet we need others help and support to heal ourselves and so we're caught in this negative cycle of moving away and not moving towards
1: that's right That's a very, very important thing to understand is that knowing thyself, back to your original statement of how can I know myself better? And I have found that there are several ways you could do it. Number one is deep introspection work. I have become a huge proponent of meditation and not just any meditation, literally meditating the word of God. I have found that that ancient manuscript called the Bible is a very powerful tool, and we've often underestimated. I've got a funny story here. When I was coming out of my own dramas as a at-risk youth, I gave my mother and father such a hard time. I remember being in a court situation, legal courtroom, you know, under 18 years old, having been an addict of, drug use and pornography and everything that boys do, right? And alcohol, you name it. And, you know, this judge looked at me and said, before you begin, you're going to swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth on this black book. And I'll tell you, Dwayne, I had no idea what was in that book. And I very foolishly put my hand on that and gave my word and oath well, here I am 25 years later, having cracked that book open and realized, holy cow, you have you better make some changes here because your life is out of control. And I began to look at Proverbs, which really is the study of how to deal with other people. And then the book of Psalms is really how to deal with yourself. And you hear these wonderful stories of, you know, King David, who I find is a, Great mentor for a lot of people to where he dealt with trauma, he dealt with shame. And we can, literature is so powerful in terms of educating us, which I find is probably the most essential element to getting free of addiction. You need education, right? That moves into revelation. And that's what we're bringing our clients. We're not just saying, okay, here's a bunch of facts. But here's how to apply these truths to your life. And they're working in a matter of seconds.
0: Right. And I think, you know, with a lot of these ancient texts, there's a lot of wisdom in this, right? Humanity's been around for a while. And what's interesting, what I always find interesting in reading the Bible or some of the other texts that uh, I've read is that there's a lot of wisdom in that about human experience, about how we cope with a lot of these issues that are part of our life
1: that's right that, that humanity faces. That's right absolutely From everything from the outhouse to the White House right now, we have a foundational principle instituted in our government that there were decrees made and decrees are very powerful as'm I'm, I'm a student of royalty. I love studying monarchies and how they worked. but if you to, to this point is when a queen says off with his head, There is no negotiation here. And so we live in a Western culture that has abided by laws, rules, and regulations. But when you look at ancient manuscripts on palatial aristocracy or fundamentals of sovereign rulership, you hear something and it cannot be changed because it has been spoken by the highest level of authority, hence what proverbs are, you know. One of them coming to mind that has helped all my clients is, with all thy getting, get wisdom. Here's this back to this knowledge and educational platform in our quest for science and why science is so important in a person's life, comma, with all that getting, get wisdom, comma, with all the getting of wisdom, gain understanding. And, you know, I have to when I'm pointing the finger at someone else, Dwayne, I got three fingers pointing back at myself. I'm right. constantly in a measurement system on how can Coach Ron become a better human being, a better husband, better father, better CEO, better coach. And it's, it's gaining understanding of my trauma, gaining understanding of my addiction, and which was my passion, how is this affecting our cognitive health? Is my brain changing because of the decisions I'm making? And the answer to that is yes.
0: Right. Yeah. The decision when we, as we make those decisions, we change our brain. What That's about right. kind of mixing these two together? This, this idea of this spirituality, like mm-hmm. bringing these these wisdoms of these ancient texts, right, to the science, to Yes. scanning our brain to our prefrontal mm-hmm. cortex and our decision making yes. and how that
1: impacts the brain. That's right. Well, I mean the studies done on meditation are out there on Google. You should see them. They're unbelievable because what happens is as you enter into these states where dopamine and serotonin now are beginning to fire. And we have a saying on our podcast which I'm going to invite you on it's called higher for a reason because neurons that fire together wire together it's an old neuroscience term so what i suggest with new clients when they're coming in is okay we need to rewire to refire to go higher and this is a play of words to understand the law of neuroplasticity in that before we used to make these excuses that i am i am predisposed to addiction because my father was an addict, my mother was an addict. I mean, the DNA, we're all losers. I'm going to be a loser. Or the big one I hear is my mother was heavy, my father was fat, I'm going to be fat. And that linguistic pattern of articulating that sends a, neuro, sends a pulse into the cerebral frontal cortex, as you mentioned, which controls impulse control, focus, and forethought and over time as you meditate or the word meditate comes from the hebraic definition of mutter mum mm it's not just sounds it's actual words so you in essence are living a meditative life not just sitting and focusing quietly but in your day-to-day vernacular you are creating word sequences that are building neural connections in the brain that are firing and rewiring to the words that you speak. You can change this, Dwayne, by changing what you believe about yourself through that wisdom, through that impartation of spiritual truths, understanding, and then begin to change your sentence structure. And neuroplasticity, now the, the law of neuroplasticity, then shifts that belief system into saying, I can become something new. And science has confirmed it saying, my brain is pliable and it can change on demand
0: right and and changing that very belief system that's i think rooted from a lot of, a lot of history that says you are what you are your brain is static it doesn't change and just being able to say that knowing that like science has shown that the brain is incredibly plastic in and of that's itself right. creates a change in that's your right. brain when that's you right. say that, because it opens up possibilities. Well, that's right. If my brain has the ability to change, then maybe I can shift this part of my life. Like it almost has to start at that very moment
1: of knowing that's right. change is possible. Your brain that's is right. not static. No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, we're a living, breathing organism that never, never fatigues, never sleeps. If you think about it by the end of the day today, you and I will have pumped 2,000 gallons of blood through 62,000 miles of arterial and capillary pathways. The human body is phenomenal. And what we're giving our patients and clients is really, I'm not a doctor. I do refer to sometimes my clients as patients because we are under some serious care here. Better care sometimes than physicians. I'm sure you do the same. In that really taking a deep dive into the physiology of the body and saying, okay, talk to me about what the trauma is doing to you physically. I'm suffering from chronic depression. Now I'm dealing with anxieties. I am using sedatives and over-the-counter barbiturates to calm down. And we're realizing that without these key factors in place, that the brain then begins to spiral out of control and then begins this codependency problem which could start all the way from childhood, you know. And right. So uncovering those things with spiritual truths that are time-tested, Dwayne, I think is the important concept to parallel, as you ask scientific truth with time-tested spiritual truths, and it is a cocktail of success.
0: You start to be able to combine these things together to pull that wisdom and change your thinking in That's order right. to hopefully, you know, that ends up changing your behavior, Yes, which becomes a different kind of feedback loop. As you change your behavior, your thoughts start to change. And as you change your thoughts, your behavior starts to change. That's how I see it. That's exactly right. In
1: fact, a study was done at Harvard by uh, Dr. Ressler. I have it here up on the screen. He was pursuing this complimentary study regarding mechanisms of addiction in which he examined the amygdala a part of the brain that plays a central role in how we experience emotions. And here's what he said, the orbital frontal cortex, right, the frontal lobe of the brain that controls this focus, forethought, impulse control, findings suggested that dysregulation of the frontal cortex, which is the decision-making belief systems, and the amygdala's neural circuits influences addictive behaviors. Now, here's how he paralleled these. When you are suppressing thoughts, decreasing the levels of neuroplasticity proteins, these are neurotropic factors. They're goal-driven behaviors. They're, they're, they're aspirations of our life where we're trying to achieve things and then we're not. It is creating a fatigue in the protein that helps develop neuroplasticity. Here's the solution when you begin to change your belief systems, something as simple as, I am going to stop smoking, and you make a definitive declaration of your mouth, here's what's fascinating. The brain, you can't see us now, but I'm turning my body to the left. The brain doesn't know the difference between you telling it, I am not smoking anymore, to whether it smokes. Now, people will argue well coach ron you do develop a chemical addiction to the nicotine and you're 100% correct however the first law comes what you speak out of your mouth because we have to reactivate those proteins to stimulate the neuroplasticity for change so let me make sure i
0: understand this correctly what i what i hear you saying is that in this study the more we try and repress suppress something the more rigid our neurochemistry is or that's it doesn't right. uh, it doesn't promote the 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 neuroplasticity so having that flexibility and and it goes to a thought that i have is and why you need to have trusted others in your life because if you have some of that that trauma you got to have a safe space to not
1: suppress it right that's If right. that makes sense because the worst thing that's it the worst thing that he didn't mean to cut you off but you are right on the money the worst thing a human being can do is hide areas they need to disclose. You've got yeah. to get it out. It's a toxic poison.
0: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's scary to do that. That's what shame tells you, right? Shame says, right. don't, don't. Shame says, hide, don't, go away, don't show yourself. But I know from my own experience, the more I've brought that to the light from my own traumas and hurts and pains, the less those become powerful in my life and they they start to dissipate and, and disappear over time. How long did that take you for them to dissipate? Um, For me, it depended on on what it was. It depended on the level of trauma on the issues. Some things took Mm -hmm. later in my life to get to because they were more difficult to experience. You know, they had more attachment or meaning to them. Mm -hmm. But I think as I've done for me personally, as I've done this work, it's become easier and easier to do the work. Yes, very good. And, point. It, and it's it gets it, it, you know, it's like when these feelings come now, it's it's almost like welcoming them in because mm-hmm. they don't they don't scare me as much. Right. They, they're not as mm-hmm. overwhelming.
1: And I don't know if that same experience that you've had in your own journey. Well, I think both of us have are living our own medicine in that. You said, the more I talk about it, the more I deal with it, the more I learn about it. See, all of these fundamental truths that we're talking about, you and I have actually done them, which has created the victory pathway to not be perfect. I always want to say that. Coatron is not perfect, right? I, I am a continual work in progress. However, you do learn to gain victory. I use that word a lot, like an athlete, right? Achieving the trophy. And create these short wins in life where you're like motivated to move on to the next one. I mean, that's what success inevitably is, is getting this predominant thought or these intrusive thoughts at bay to a point where now you are in control of them versus them controlling you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think what you said earlier is critically important. And it sounds kind of strange. I think a lot of people may have the reaction a negative reaction to it, but saying I can hire somebody to help me do that. And I think that's great. I know for my own life that there's been mentors that have come to me just because of meeting, but there's also been mentors that I've paid to be mentors that have helped me through this life, you know, therapists, coaches, um, all of that. It's like, this is the number one thing, reach out for that support because
1: this is how you're going to heal when somebody takes time to invest in themselves it substantiates value it sends a message to the brain that says i am worthy and dealing with unworthiness is something that i probably deal with even at a very high level i mean having a lot of money does not substantiate self-worth I no. often tell people, let's focus on self worth before net worth. I said, if you do the self worth first, you'll be able to enjoy the net worth. And right. having, having, I mean, it's funny because we say this so simplistically for years, over seven, 8,000 hours, I was in the gym being paid to burn fat. And, you know, celebrities would come to us and say, hey, I need to get ready for a role. Well, they would write a fat check and say, get me in shape. I think over time, what's happened is business leaders and innovative people and progressive thought leaders are saying, hey, can I get my brain in shape? Because this is the government of everything that I'm doing. And the answer to that is yes, you can change your brain through the law of neuroplasticity, through tools and techniques that we've developed. And it's happening, and it's happening quickly, Dwayne. That's why I asked you, before we used to say 30 days to break a habit, right, 60 days to develop a new one. But the new studies now done, one specifically at the Math Institute, showed 126 days is about the proper neurological cycle to begin to refire these synaptic connections in the brain to where actually you do see significant change i'm talking all hands on deck right complete focus 126 days no compromise you're going to hit some goals and it's powerful
0: yeah you give that brain that time it does change i mean i've seen that yeah. in my own life and i've seen that in people that i work with and you know as yeah. a therapist the people that stick in that time frame and give their their brain that time to heal and really stick to it the yeah. the shifts are pretty amazing to be able to pretty see and amazing. watch i mean and then it yeah. confirms your it once again to me confirms my own belief that oh wow change is possible you really see it <laughs> like that's so right helping others reaffirms my own relationship to helping myself but anyway we yes. we'll go on to another we could go no, on about that's that for perfectly while.
1: said perfectly but said.
0: also i i have this other saying and i don't know where i got it but it's like small hinges swing big doors right I don't know where I got it, but that goes to the title of of your book 30 second solution book. Yes. and I, I want to yes. talk about that because you know you mentioned earlier doesn't the changes don't have to be these huge things in some ways they're they're micro changes. micro yeah. changes yes
1: yes, absolutely. Well, the book was birthed out of um, a good friend of mine, Dr. Daniel Amon, who we were talking about off the air, who did, he's funny because he told me he doesn't do endorsements and he doesn't do forwards on book. He ended up doing both. Right, I read that. And I said, thank you, sir, so much. He basically validated my principles in that can small, effective, heartfelt changes create a life of success and happiness? And the answer to that is yes, and it's back down to the cerebral frontal cortex. Like I said, we have a concept in pro sports or in athleticism it's called neural mirroring. I'm sure you've heard this term, mm-hmm. and it's basically a fancy way of saying if you watch somebody swinging a golf club, the brain doesn't know the difference whether you're swinging it or they're swinging it. But if you watch them over time, this is what instruction is about: having a good instructor, right? And we used to do this in the gym all the time: watch my form so you don't get an injury. Well, the same thing is with making money or the same thing is with becoming a success in your marriage or becoming more cordial and kind. If you hang around kind people, you inevitably, through the law of epigenetics, will become kind if you really are engaged. And those processes of engagement only take 30 seconds to say, I'm going to join this new group. I'm going to get on this weight loss program. I'm going to engage Dwayne to help me with my trauma, and that 30 second decision. While it may take you 30 years, let's let's not sugarcoat this. It's the moment that you decide to make the change that the brain begins to change, and you now must be consistent in your behavior, much like a weight loss goal, much like disciplines of eating, much like anything in life. Right, you have to be consistent. And the support mechanism is finding professionals that can keep you on that pathway.
0: Yes, keeping the accountability is key. When we have someone kind of holding us to that process and checking in with us, it gives us a motivation. I found that is also a very important aspect of my life is having people that I'm accountable to, that I'm going to, to say, hey, I've committed to doing this. and Yeah. Now, I have to show up.
1: That's right. That's absolutely. In the be- It's it's your job and my job as I'm holding up my book here. You can't see it for our viewers, but on page uh, eight, I have a, this picture of it. Do you see this? Of the yes, toad. I right? saw I, I, I read that. I read that. I loved it. Right. So, if I turn the book to the right, we actually have an exercise in the book. It turns into this thoroughbred horse. And your job and my job is critical in that therapy is basically a change in perspective in conjunction with new behavioral patterns or new exercises or new ways of doing things. And we augment muscle tissue, we augment brain tissue to look at the situation from a different lens. And as you do this over time, these 30-second modules, if you will, have a tremendous effect, Dwayne on behavioral control, impulse, focus, and forethought, in that you can change through these 30-second decisions, addictive behaviors. Now, they take time. I'll give you an example here of the power of a 30-second decision. Just down the street from my home, there hangs a sign of a tombstone that says, here rests an eight-year-old daughter and her beloved father. Now, The man who killed these people made a 30-second impulsive decision to jump into oncoming traffic, Dwayne, and in 30 seconds decide to floor it and hit the father and the daughter. They were on the same bike as he was bringing her to school. They were instantly Mm -hmm. killed. This man's life, by one 30-second decision, created three three 30-year life sentences in one decision. Okay. Let's look at it on a redemptive POV. I had a gentleman who had hated his brother his whole life. The father had separated them for whatever reason. Well, he carried this trauma of division his whole life. In 30 seconds after changing his perspective on forgiveness was not for his brother, but for himself, he picks up the phone after 30 years and says, forgive me and the weight of separation left in a matter of seconds. The small micro decisions that we decide to do day to day, respond with tact and excellence, be a person of kindness or refrain from road rage. I stand guilty of it. Pass on the joint going around in the high school locker room. Don't have the second drink at the corporate function. Or saying I love you to somebody to forgive me. Have a nice day. uh, You look wonderful today. These 30-second choices to choose an excellent spirit will transform your thinking and transform the lives of other people. It's very powerful. I cannot agree more. You know, it brings
0: so much hope to people who feel stuck in their space, right? They feel stuck in their wherever they are, spiritually, physically, you know, emotionally, that change does not have to be this huge thing. Huge no. changes will happen. Yes. With these small little moments of of choice and like being able to free yourself to that, that space and that mindset. And yes, absolutely. It's like, yeah, we're talking to each other. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with I, I... it.
1: I find it fascinating that of all the selection of choices of words for you to use in this broadcast, of the plethora of word sequence you could use is reverberating self. And an introspection of self, Dwayne, is spot on in that the betterment of self is leading to a better brain, which is leading to better behaviors, which is ultimately leading to a better life.
0: And then even a better world,
1: a better world, beautiful. Because I, I, yeah,
0: I mean, I think like if we're better, then that, yeah, that is reflected out to everybody around us, and and I really feel like as as we do this and we reflect this back, and those mirror neurons and others see us, I think it expands
1: outward. One hundred percent, everyone. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because when I first met Dr. Daniel Lehman, we're at this restaurant. It's a cute story really quickly. And he meets me for the first time, you know, because I flew in to go meet him. We're at this hotel, hotel, excuse me. So the waitress comes up. It was a perfect scenario because he told me straight up, I don't do endorsements like within the first three minutes of us meeting. So I'm kind of, you know, got the sweat right on my neck. But I said, well, he goes, well, since we're here, tell me about the book. So this, this was the perfect scenario because the waitress was in a horrible mood. And I very gentlemanly said, you know, you look wonderful today. Non-flirtatious, just very kind of fatherly. She was a younger lady. So she's like, here's the flamingon, yawn, here's the salmon, you know, kind of abrupt. And I, at that point, I injected and said, you look great today, you know. Anyway, she came back and it, you would have thought, you know, Fourth of July happened. She goes, D- can I get you guys any dessert? You know, and I mean, her body composition was different. And I looked at the physician and I said, how do we know that she didn't have, you know, glycemic issues, low blood sugar levels? How do we know she wasn't raped before she came to work? I mean, or a product of domestic violence. And here I'm so caught up in my life, right? And here this person is serving me food. I wanted to just take a moment and be cognizant of her life. Well, he saw the whole dynamic and I said, Doc, how long did that take? He said, 30 seconds. I said, tell me that the cerebral frontal cortex can change. And to your point, Dwayne, that my behaviors can actually affect another person's life. He said, most definitely. And I believe that was the trigger to him doing the forward on the book. Because awesome. I proved the thesis, right? Which yes. was only right. the hand of right of a divine moment, if you will, you know. Yeah,
0: a- absolutely. Right. Wow, I mean, I know we could talk on forever uh, about this and there is tons of great things that w- we could do and we can keep going, but uh, we're kind of running on our time here. So one question I like to ask of every guest that comes on my podcast at the end, Thank is you. just like, if, if someone out there is struggling, maybe they're hurting, maybe they're in pain, maybe yeah. they feel there's no possibility and you could tell them one thing,
1: what would you say to them? Go easy on yourself. 19.3 million adults suffer from some kind of a substance abuse. That's 7% of the population. You are not an exception to the rule. You are flawed just like me and Dwayne. If I yeah. could say that, Dwayne, right? You could say that. <laughs> okay. And, oh, uh, I love it. If, if we can change, you can change. Don't give up because help is here.
0: I love it. Love it. You're, you are inspiring. Where can people find you if they want more information about you? They want to connect with you. How can they sure. get hold of you?
1: Well, we have a lovely private practice in the Silicon Valley where I'm taking clients uh, on a regular basis. A little bit of a stretch to get in, but get in, call, make the call. You can visit us at Lee Confidant, French for the Confidant. That's LeeConfidant.com. I've become a confidant over the years rather than executive coach. It's like, yep, I got it right. This is by default. I love it. Um, Yeah. So Lee Confidant, of course, RonKardashian.com. And then my books are on Amazon 30 Second Solution. I also have for more of your spiritual journey, Getting in Shape God's Way, which is a lifestyle development book. It teaches you, and this is my Bible, as you can see. It it started off with uh, 60,000 words. They reduced it down to 30. But it was really my exhaustive comparative contrast between the theological understanding of the scientific, which you had had interest in. So I thought I'd mention that. But yes, the website's the best, and feel free to email us. We have a friendly staff uh, of two there that are always eager to help.
0: Yeah, and I will put all the links in the show notes at theaddictedmind.com. Okay. Thank you, Ron, so much for coming on and just sharing your passion and sharing your wisdom. I just really appreciate
1: it. Thank you, sir. My honor.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Addicted Mind podcast. All the links will be on the AddictedMind.com under the show notes. So check them out there if you want to find out more about Ron Kardashian and If you're enjoying the Addicted Mind podcast, please rate and review us in iTunes, share the podcast with a friend. I really do appreciate it. And I do read the reviews and they do mean a lot to me. So thank you for everyone who has done that. I think we're almost at 400 reviews, which really blows my mind. And don't forget, you can join our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and type in the Addictive Mind podcast, click join and continue the conversation online. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day and I will talk to you on the next episode.